With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is five, oh, it's 5.44. I can't talk yet. Um, Ortega, stall. Because, you know, contractually, the show doesn't start till 5.45. And I don't know what it is. You know, we, you know what we need? We need, like, uh, we need someone out there that owns a business to buy another commercial before 545. Because wouldn't one more commercial just fill the time just perfect right up to yeah, when Yeah, one starts? more commercial would have done One it. commercial. Just one. No. So if anybody, look, if anybody out there has got, you know, if you got a business or, or uh, uh, you know, you own uh, a multiple businesses, Call up, buy one commercial at um, at like 5.30. You know, it's the cool kids that are listening this time of the day anyway. Okay, all right. It's, it's turning 5.45. Hang on. All right. Do you want me to just start like right now when it turns 5.45 and then you can edit it in later like nothing happened? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. All right, so you don't even need to start the music again because you can overlay that over what I said when the music was playing, okay? And you, when you do the mix down. Okay. Yeah. It is five for. You didn't see that you interrupted me. Sorry about that. Okay. Go ahead. Again, if anybody wants to buy a commercial, it's, it's stop all this stuff. And the cool kids would be hearing your commercial too. Um, call the front desk at 522 1515, but do it after nine because uh, the people that make decisions and stuff around here, they don't get in until then. So, but just buy it one commercial. Just say, I want it at 530. Um, and I don't care what it costs. I just want that commercial because, you know, because you do that for us, right? Okay. Now edit all this in later. Uh, it's 545. The Rick Rydell Radio Program takes to the airwaves, broadcasting as the voice of reason in a sea of emotional tumult and political posturing. Let me do the quick introductions around the radio station. That way you'll know who all the players are. In the newsroom, hunting, gathering the news as he and his family have done for eons. The latest and the youngest in the Alaska clan of roadies to use the news as his sustenance. Scott Rohde in the newsroom, in master control, making the noises happen when the noises should, the sounds happen when the sound should, and the music happen when the music should. Would you give it up for our producer and my good friends, Mr. Mike Ortega? Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Oh, great. Things are just starting off smoothly today, and I just feel like we're rolling right into it. How's, yeah, your, how's your morning? It's just like clockwork. Like nothing. Like butter. Yeah. Butter. Like a German train schedule. We're on time. It's... It's it's like microwavable pork rinds. It doesn't get any better than that. Mm-mm, good. I say that because I had some last night, by the way. Oh, really? Why? Because I know where to get them. I did tell you what happened. Yeah. Yeah. You did. Of all places, right? Yeah. No, I told you what. Uh, I was at this political event the other night, and it came up about the microwavable pork rinds. Which kind of freaks me out that that many people actually listen this time of day because, you know, it really is. It's even before 6 o'clock, right? Right, right. 
And and so when people reference the things we talk about in this part of the show, it's like, oh, you listen very early because we really haven't mentioned microwavable pork rinds, you know, outside the after six o'clock, right? Yeah. So when I mentioned them and someone was giving me a hard time about them because obviously they never they had never used them, uh, another longtime uh, uh, political uh, cohort uh, attorney says, oh, those are good. Oh, those are very good. So just say validated, and I had a a bag last night. So um, uh, the only thing I wish you could do is that when you pop them, I wish you would get more more in the bag. It's not like you know, it's like a popcorn bag, right? But you only get like half a bag of pork rinds. You don't get like a full bag of popcorn. Oh, they they right. still haven't perfected the popping process. Yeah, and I, I don't know what it is, but because I haven't really. You know what I want. What I want to do is I want to cut one open before it's popped to see what it actually looks like. Hmm. But then I don't want to waste the bag I just bought of microwavable pork rinds because I know how good they are when you when they pop. Have you ever looked at the the the, the what's ingredients? What's inside them? And maybe it's not even pork. Maybe it's something no, it else. Is. It's, it's it's pork rind. I mean, okay. I swear. So just saying. I just but you know what you know. It's like. Well, like popcorn, you don't have to cut the bag open because you know what unpopped popcorn looks like, right? Well, sure. I don't know what unpopped pork rind looks like. I mean, I know what pig skin looks like, but I don't know what that particular form of it looks like. So let's um, let's get our uh, uh, commercial break out of the way, and um, we'll come back, talk about what we got coming up on the program. We also have Tim standing on the uh, telephone line, so we'll get things started early. Um, and, and I'll just give you a hint at the content of the broadcast today. It's my last day of the work week, as I will be not here tomorrow. All right. We'll tell you what it is coming up after this standby. It is 550. It's zero. We lack any temperature in Anchorage. They have seven full degrees in Eagle River. We start with a deficit. Let me see what uh, is going on with uh, Tim on line one. You there, Tim? Hey, Rick. Um, Yeah, it's Tim, Captain Tim, Salty Dog. I've got uh, one thing to say and three questions to ask you if you have uh, about a minute or two, okay? Got a couple. Okay. One thing is it's really neat that all these athletes from Alaska are making the Olympic team finally, don't you think? Isn't it um, awesome? I know. I, I played hockey all my life, blah, 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 but your kids played football. But isn't it cool? There's like three or four of them going on. To the oh, yeah. Yeah. No, you know, and it's it's what are the odds that, you know, I mean, uh, you know, Ryan Stassel is one of my, my son's best friends. Really? Matter of fact, really? Just... matter of fact, my son, my son is going over to see him. He's going over to Korea to watch him perform. You're he... kidding me. Why don't you no. get off your butt and go over there yourself? You got so much yeah. money. Twelve seventy five yeah. an hour or whatever it is. <laughs> Twelve fifty one. You know, it's it's just hard to keep track, but you know. Uh, okay. So no, it's cool. I mean, it reminds me of back when. Um, remember when when my buddy Tommy Mo was doing the um, the 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 super G and the downhill and him and it's kind of like yeah. a repeat of then because him and Megan Garrity and 
uh, Hillary Lind, we're all, you know, kind of, we're kind of like the next generation is, of Alaskans is doing that, right? Man, you, you haven't lost your memory, have you? <laughs> I, I rode a, a chairlift up with Tommy Moe, and uh, I won't tell you what we did, but it's legal now to do it. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, no, Tommy and I, uh, we used to fish together, and we did some, uh, no, I got to go up to um, Hatcher Pass, and ski the glacier snowcat with uh, Tommy and Mike Overcast, and you know, and Mike's doing the. I don't know if if you knew. Did you know Mike back in the day? I uh, just just met just him. Barely, I didn't know him real you know, well, like you. Yeah, he's got this big uh, uh, heliski program going on that uh, yeah. is just going gangbusters right now. And, wow, uh, that that is so cool. And I had um, a big fishing business fifteen twenty years ago, but I. Got to bust it back. And that's the other thing I want to plug is the VA from Alaska. You know, your dad's been in the military, whatever, are sending me to Seattle for a program there for a week or so. And I'm so happy with the VA in Alaska. Sometimes yeah. it takes forever to get in there. But now the questions I have to ask you. Mm-hmm. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I was born and raised in Alaska. I um, flew C-130s for the National Guard, and you've been down to my place. I'm going to Seattle for this VA thing, and I haven't been to Seattle in 20, 25 years. And you're used to going down there. What should I do on my time off to have fun there? You know, I don't really – if I go down there, I don't stay in Seattle because it freaks me out. It's too big of a city. Oh, the the traffic's gonna kill me. But yeah, um, it's uh, I you know, I for me, you know, I I'm not gonna, I'm not. I, you're gonna have to go to another friend for advice to do in Seattle. I well, how I about on know. the outskirts? Don't you go somewhere towards I don't know towards Oregon or somewhere? Well, when I go see my dad, that's where he's at now. Is down in Oregon. Oh, cool. um, but no, when I when I when I travel to Lower Forty Eight, man, it, Seattle's just a skip a place to skip for me. Yeah, it's just um, it's so big and so many people. I I do know, um, I well, let's see. Last time I went down there, I think I, my my friends got a distillery in Gig Harbor, and that that's oh, a, I know Gig Harbor a, really well. That's okay. A cool all right, spot. here here's here's a cool thing to do. Uh, okay, a, diamond high, a, a diamond hold high, on, hold on. a diamond high. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm getting a pen. Okay, go okay. ahead. All right. A Diamond High graduate I know has a distillery called um, uh, uh, let me think of it, Heritage Distillery in in Gig Harbor, and they have they have tours and they have a tasting room. That's why I was talking yesterday about the tasting room, right? Yeah, I they heard do you. that in other places, right? And and that's a Diamond High graduate, and he's probably he might even have been on your boat. I don't know. Uh, I graduated uh, in '77 from Diamond High. Yeah, well, he was about 10 years behind you, maybe. (laughs) Really? Yeah. No way. Yeah, I think so, because he's younger than I am, too, so, but um, (laughs) anyway, that's that's my best bet for you, buddy. Uh, When when are you coming back? 
Uh, I get, I, I'm down there for two weeks for some sort of, uh, I'm not going to well, it's paralyzation from broken back from an airplane crash, and that's why I'm not running Salty Dog anymore after 30 years. Right. But God, it was great having you on my boat just a few times, and you were uh, too tough a fisherman to please. That's what I got to say. <laughs> you wanted I, they, either a big one or nothing at all. <laughs> and yeah, I, I said, that's that's but, from spending all that time out with uh, when I was uh, deckhanding with Kevin Zimmerman down there out of uh, Nanilchik before he passed. You heard he passed, right? Yeah, well, um, the other thing is I, I'm telling you about the athletes from uh, Girdwood La La. Uh, My deckhand yeah. made the Olympic team 10 years ago, and he skied down that hill right above. Zimmerman's cabin. I used to grab him and take him back up on the snow machine every. Oh, nice! Afternoon. Right. And then yeah. Kevin lived right down there where they said there was going to be a tsunami, and they, yeah, Kevin had a really cool place down on the New yeah, River. Yeah, he did. So anyway, I'm out of time, buddy. I got to run. Travel safely. Hope everything goes well. Thank you. What we're doing on the broadcast today, because it is my last day of the work week, and I won't be here tomorrow. This is Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition. So anything that you can think of that should be the topic, that's what we should be talking about. But here's the caveat. You have to dial in. That's that's what you, you've got to tell us what that is. You have to you have to be the captain of this ship, right? Usually I'm the captain. And and I decide on which line this ship sails. Today you're the captain. I'm more like the first mate. I just help you trim the sails to keep that line. You decide and call right now at 522-0650 because the topics are yours from which to choose, but you got to make that phone call. And all I ask is that you attempt to make it interesting, entertaining, or engaging. If you stumble on those, I'll jump in and make you interesting, entertaining, or engaging. I'm extremely talented at the latter of those three. One or any combination of those six criteria are met. Your thoughts, your comments, your mere ideas are broadcast to literally tens and tens of people. This is Free Forum Friday. Let's get this done. Dial those numbers. We'll kick it off right after this standby. It is 6.09. We're back. Open phones, open topics. Free Forum Friday, the Thursday or Friday Eve edition, as this is my last day of the work week. I've got, wow, Mikey, Mike, and Warren in that order as we kick this thing off. Mikey, good morning, sir. Good morning there, Rick. Yeah, uh, have you ever heard of one Lindsey Williams, uh, Baptist minister who uh, worked on, I guess he was a chaplain, during the time when the Transatlantic Oil Pipeline was being built in the 70s? No, I did not hear of him. Apparently, he was being interviewed, or he was, yeah, he was interviewed on uh, Coast to Coast with George Norrie last night. You may want to get the wow. podcast. Yeah, it was interesting. Apparently, uh, he was deemed of an invaluable asset because of his worship services. Apparently, he was saving Alyeska uh, a lot of uh money in, in counseling really? fees and everything else dealing with the workers. And he was given executive status and he sat in on board meetings with, uh, as in an advisory role with the, uh, with, with, with those the movers and shakers who were, who, who, who were, uh, 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 I guess we call, uh, in, in building the pipeline at the time in the oil uh, companies, you know, the, um, the oil industry. Yeah, and he's maintained those relationships over all these years, and his 
discussion last night was that when Donald Trump went to Saudi Arabia this last time, apparently that wasn't just uh, just because he he was making uh, new agreements to in our relationship. You said there was a fundamental shift, and maybe you see it this way too already. I don't know. I and I didn't see it. The way he developed it, basically speaking, is that Alaska oil will become the replacement for the Middle East oil in the coming years. That's what he was saying. Wow, that'll be uh, interesting. I always – well, I know that um, Saudi Arabia, um, there's been a lot of allegations over the past, I don't know, 10, 15 years – that they are exaggerating their reserves to try and still be the big kahuna in the world. Uh, but the truth is, Canada, with their Athabasca tar sand project, they're the ones that really have the big reserve. And, you know, we may be right in there, depending on what else they're finding on the North Slope. Well, well, he went on to say that uh, the, the, the elites, if you want to call them, had not expected Donald Trump to win the presidency. Right. Uh, they don't consider him a member of that club. I mean, it comes with the territory when you're listening to Coast to Coast, the conspiratorial side of, of of that program. But what he was going with it was this saying that you'll see a diminishing of power in the Saudi kingdom, and even a pro- that they may even suffer uh, some severe the uh, uh, decline, and that Donald Trump is actually positioning us to take over by part of that's the reason for his incentive for, for, for allowing Anwar to be opened up and so forth, because he's, he's, he's seen towards the future that this is where we're headed. Right. No. And, and that all fits in really well, because if you remember when um, um, Ryan Zinke was here, um, he keeps using the word from Trump energy dominance, not just energy leadership, but energy dominance, which would uh, would fit into your narrative. Or at least what, what Lindsey, it's not really mine, it's what Lindsey Williams is saying. Like I said, I, yeah. you know, I just happened to catch it because I happened to have been up. I didn't actually listen to the whole thing. But uh, it was coast to coast last night, and I thought that I'd tip you off to, if, you, uh, if you wanted to at least uh, check it out, if you have a chance to, to hear yeah. what he had to say. On, no, I uh, get, get a more firsthand uh, account, if you will. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. That's uh, thanks for hooking up on that, and that that does fit in well with everything. I guess all the tea leaves that I've been reading too, and okay, I, I well. you know, because you look at you look at what what made America great in the first place was you know really our our uh, resource development and manufacturing, right? Absolutely, you know. Yeah, when the best and that's what we that's what we stopped doing all those years ago, and that's now what, it looks like yeah. Good. Yeah, one of the best examples I'd like to give is uh, the original, you know, uh, uh, USS Constitution, Old Ironsides, they called it. I mean, they used 60 acres of forest to build that with. It, it was called that because cannonballs would hit it, and they have no real impact because there was so much wood it would just bury into it. You know, we overbuilt. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, from the very beginning, this is how we approached our, our resource development and being able to convert it into a manufacturing products that were superior to anything else the world had ever seen. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah, and, and all through history, I mean, right up, you look at uh, um, uh, the the innovations of, you know, I mean, we always talk about the Guggenheims, but the Guggenheims and uh, the Rockefellers and even Ford, you know, and, and now Microsoft. And I mean, we're, 
we've been a country of innovations and we've led the world in it and it's just been so so few in the last 15 20 years that we're not doing it anymore and other places are starting to so i think if we see energy development natural resource development and manufacturing start to come back to america that's making america great again yeah i just i just i'd like to see the government get on board in this work <laughs> Yeah, wouldn't it be nice? All right, buddy. Good talking okay, to you. Take you care. See ya. Bye. That's uh, Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition. So whatever subject you think is most germane, Mike, you're on line two. Good morning, sir. Good morning. I haven't called for a while. Could it be colder outside? It's a little chilly out there. It could be colder out there. I, I wanted to talk about this stuff. Automated voting for uh, what? Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. When you sign into from the fund dividend. I, right. I, it's just, I can't, I can't see the opt-in thing as being, uh, actually, it just seems to me like it's a, some kind of violation of separation of public or powers because uh, it, 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 Voting has nothing to do with uh, with getting a permanent fund dividend, and now no. since they do that, voting has something to do with that. And you it's know, you can go to the IRS to to register to vote, and all this stuff is. I mean, permanent fund is just internal revenue. So why would I have internal revenue uh, taking my automatic voting information and then giving me a, a plus plus on on all the contractual obligations of what they're going to do with the information? And when you yeah. know, there's no there's no rights for electronic information for anybody anywhere. So Mm-mm. I just it just um it really bothers me that they'll just go ahead and do this and then uh, ease through all the electronic necessities to say there's no problem with it. You right. Know, well, got- what about what about your choice, your right of choice to sign up to vote or not? I mean, I sign up to vote anyway, but what about your choice? It's taken away. Yeah, I'm kind of of wondering, uh, you know, isn't there something like separation of powers where it's a division of elections, but that's, 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 isn't that a separate part of government? It should not be running separately from anything else? You'd sure think so. Yeah, Yeah. no, I've had a problem with it from the beginning, but uh, yeah, that's How did they manage to pass that? And they they put that in there, and uh, there's a a thing, a thing with the voting where uh, you're not eligible if you've had a previous felony for a certain thing. And you see, uh, it's also for the dividend. There's a previous felony thing for the dividend, but it's not so shown on the application. Isn't that and, interesting? Uh, it, but the thing with the voting in the felony and the app, uh, permanent fund dividend in the felony, nobody said that they are supposed to be one and the same in the rules. And if you try right. and dig for the, the answer to that question that's not on that application, it, it, it pretty much leads you to a website that says, go fish. And you've been sitting there for quite a long time trying to figure out, because it leads you to all these um, legislative uh, proceedings and hearings and stuff, but it does not answer the question. Yeah. All right. Um, Well, I appreciate you bringing it up, buddy. i got to run play some commercials. but in this electronic stuff, nobody has any rights in the electronic area for their information. 
even if you wanted it's to argue under the Fourth Amendment of having them. Right. Yeah, I appreciate the call. i got to run play some commercials. Thanks for bringing it up. Warren, your next Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition. We'll be right back. It is 623. We're back. Open phones, open topics. This is Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition, as it is my last day of the work week, and the radio program evolves around me in my life. Hey, or- Ortega, join me on the air for a sec, would you? Yeah, sure. Um. So I'm reading this thing on on Facebook, and it's it's a uh, it, it it it's all of a sudden really good. We're we're really doing okay. Do you remember blackjack chewing gum? Uh oh yeah. Do you remember wax Coke shaped bottles with colored sugar water in them? Uh, of course I do. Do you remember candy cigarettes? Yeah. Okay, so they got a list of these twenty things. Mm-hmm. These twenty of these things, okay, and it's and it says basically if you remember zero to five of these things, you're a whippersnapper. If you remember six to fifteen, you're getting there. If you remember sixteen to twenty, you're older than dirt. <laughs> I only remembered fourteen of them. I'm just getting there. Oh, okay, good for you. I probably would know right. all of them. Now, I yeah, I, I mean, there's some of them that you know, like um, what? What didn't you get? Well, I, it, I don't remember what butch wax was. Butch wax? That's for your hair or mustache, right? Yeah, see, I didn't know that okay, one. Okay, yeah. And, and and they have Howdy Doody, but I don't really remember Howdy Doody. I just oh, remember yeah. seeing okay. replays. Sure. Replays. I think they're talking about if you remember them, you know, um, uh, you know when they ran the first the first time out. But stuff like that, you know. Um, newsreels before the movies, right? Was, right. Yeah. So I know they were there, but I don't ever remember seeing them. So I, I'm I'm not I'm not older than dirt. I'm just getting there. Just wanted to give you that today because I know you'll feel better. Warren joins us on line one, but I'm afraid to say Warren, who is retired probably uh, out of the uh, twenty. Uh, Warren, I don't know how many you would remember, and I'm having a hard time. There you are. I don't know, but I'm imagining well, out of the twenty, you'd remember twenty five. <laughs> If it has to do with hair, I wouldn't remember any of it because I haven't had yeah. any since I was sixteen. So, <laughs> is that when that happened? Really? Yes. <laughs> wow, that's tough on a guy. It really was. So, <laughs> you have no idea. <laughs> no, I was pretty solid up to my into my mid thirties. So, yeah. on hair, uh, yeah. Seventeenth birthday, and and it was a whole different me. So. We had, you know, we. I went to school with the guy, and we we called him Sagebrush because he had one little patch left right at the right at the top of his uh, uh, forehead that looked like a patch of sagebrush. <laughs> so I guess I, I I knew people like that, but anyway, what's on your mind today, sir? Oh uh, well, congratulations! You, you managed to have the whole month of January with a three to four day work week. So. I've done the whole thing <laughs> so far. That's work. right. It's more. It's been been planned. Had to use a vacation day to get this week that way. But yeah. All right. That's absolutely wonderful. And for my retirement, un- unfortunately, it was a forced retirement. I had no uh, intention of, of slowing down. And uh, when I got hurt, uh, government powers that be uh, made sure I retired. So they did everything in their power to harass rather than help. Yeah, there you are. But uh, that's kind of why I called today. Uh, I'm, I've just been 
looking around lately, and uh, at all all our legislative bodies, whether it be state, local, uh, boards, whatever, uh, I I just want to say I do appreciate uh, words like having a fervor for your job, a dedication, Mm -hmm. a, uh, a zeal for doing your job, but uh, there's one word that shouldn't be there that seems that all of you people have picked up, and that's called obsession. <laughs> uh, when when you when you're a public servant and you have a zeal and a dedication for the job, it's absolutely wonderful. But when you go into obsession, you miss the big picture on everything. Yeah, and, and I got right about now. Thir- uh, I got about 30 uh, seconds if you could get to the point here. Okay. Well, uh, the the point was when you're obsessed, you miss the big picture. We've had 50,000 people walk out on us. All our businesses are shutting down. Uh, it's control of people shouldn't be. And uh, I, I think the next initiative out there is we're going to come out and put together an initiative that says for every law that you pass, you must pick four recent ones to to do away with. Um, Yeah, Yeah, I've been pushing that one for over a decade now. Warren, have a great weekend, buddy. Thank you for the call. I appreciate it. We're going to take a quick break. I've got uh, Steve and then Dave right after that. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. We'll be back. It is 637. We're back. uh, Zero. We lack any degrees in Anchorage. It's uh, 7, though, in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. We're doing open phones, open topics, free forum Friday, the Thursday edition, as it is my last day in the work week. And I also want to say that um, coming up here in two weeks, a little more than two weeks, um, I'm going to be the MC uh, Master of Ceremonies down at the Alaska Outdoor Council Banquet, which of which um, I think you should join me. Uh, because it is a territorially pre-statehood formed um, outdoor alliance of a bunch of different groups, and and it's the uh, foremost in in protecting your hunting, fishing, trapping, and access rights to Alaska. Um, and, and come you know come be a part of it and see see what the Alaska Outdoor Council is doing because uh, it's constantly a fight to to keep this open, keep things available. And not go to the um, um, hey, we'll let you ski jure, but you can't do anything else on this land. Um, it's a constant fight, and so if you come join us for that, one of the big uh, draws this year um, is going to be um, Israel Payton's uh, massive moose that he took this last fall. I have it up on my Facebook page. It's probably one of the biggest ones you'll ever see. Uh, it was a massive set of uh, antlers, and they'll be on display that night. So go to Alaska Outdoor Council, uh, do a Google search or go on to Facebook, uh, get your tickets, and get them soon before they sell out, but it's coming up on February 10th. All right, we go back to the uh, telephones. I've got Steve, Dave, and Ilona in that order. Steve, good morning, sir. Good morning, Rick. How are you doing? I'm well, thanks. Yeah, I was just uh, kind of curious with this. The governor's selection to fill uh, the, the vacant seat for Westlake. Right. Um, does that does the guy he chose is he even in that district or is it 
I mean, it, it just seems kind of uh, funny that I, I realize two of the names submitted are in, you know, under some kind of investigation. So that right, that, yeah, that part makes sense. But yeah, I, it's just I, I wonder if that's kind of a uh, vision of things to come when they go to fill uh, Dunleavy's seat. Yeah, I and I and I, I don't know because the organizers of the Democrat Party, um, you know, are they were they working with him? Did they talk to him? And I don't know either because, and for those that don't know, the Democrats in that district gave him three names. There was controversy with two of them, and actually, I think a little controversy with the other one. Um, and he well, went I think, and chose. You know, I think the only thing with the other name was they they claim you know she doesn't have any experience as far as yeah. uh, you know public or, you know filling the seat yeah. for, like that yeah. but uh and, yeah and you know and the problem the problem with that is is you know at that level um that you know that's the level where you get your experience so i don't know that i had such a problem with that but but the point it's i was kinda, trying to it's make kind of like credit you know you can't get any unless you have it you, right you know, so yeah oh, I mean, you're not going to get experience to that level unless you get to that level Right, and how many people get elected and have had no experience, and there are quite a few, so I, I'm, yeah. I'm not so sure on that one. But the point I was trying to make is he went outside their their recommendations to pick this guy. And, I mean, he, he seems solid and all. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I don't know anything about him. I'm I, I just kind of curious as to, you know, like I said, is, it, is this a, uh, a vision of things to come when it comes time to fill Dunleavy's seat? Is he going to, yeah. uh, you know, make his own choice and pretty much disregard what the people, you know, in that district um, submit? Every, you know? Right. Yeah, because there are, I think there are, what, three three, three names they've put forward? I for believe Dunleavy so, yes. Right. So, yeah, it'll be something to watch. We'll keep an eye on it. And um, if he does, you have to call back because you okay. called it. Okay. All right. I'll do that. All right, buddy. All right. Have Thanks. A good one. Take care. See you. All right. Have a good weekend. Um, it's five two two zero six five zero. That's our number. And and just to to kind of recap, what happened was the um, um, the Democrats of the district where Westlake was from um, put three names forward. The governor has chose a name outside those three names. Uh, looks like he's got you know experience. It looks like he's. Uh, uh, you know, maybe not political, but definitely in the business world. And so he's uh, vice president of lands at Nana. Um, don't know if I really care about his uh, where he went to college. And I don't know why we do that. Why do we focus on where someone went to college? Who really cares? I, re- I remember somebody asked me when I showed one of my resumes recently. He said, well, I don't see any academia on your, your resume. It's like, okay, because academia didn't make me who I am today, that 35, 40 years of working has made me who I am, not what I did you know, 35 years ago. This, this is the experience. Um, but we still kind of are hung up on that. But So anyway, so it looks like he's solid. Um, we'll see, though. We'll see what happens here with the uh, – um, appointment of Mike Dunleavy's seat in the Valley uh, because uh, the names have been put, put, put forward, and all he's got to do is pick at this point. David, thanks for the call. Good morning, sir. Yeah, that's going to be really interesting. I, I believe he's the first governor that's gone outside the list of three. Yeah, and as far as my, my memory, he is. 
Yeah, so he'll probably do it again. I mean, it, he does what's good for uh, Governor Walker and power control in Juneau. Hey, uh, speaking of which, uh, down in Juneau today at 3.30, the, uh, how, the Senate Education Committee is going over a bill introduced by Gary Stevens. And it was pitched pretty hard yesterday on Channel 11 about how this is going to cure pink slips. Because what they want to do is uh, do an early funding of the education budget outside yeah. of the regular right. budget. Right. Um, and it it won't affect this year. I mean, it, it, it's just a pitch because it doesn't kick into effect till the 2019. So um, it, it's taking public testimony today at 3.30. So if you think the problem is uh, money and pink slips, um, you can call in and testify. If you think the problem is, you know, they're not prioritizing teachers in the classroom and not focusing on cutting the budget, you can call in and uh it's good to get some testimony in there because uh, it looks like it's got some legs underneath it. Uh, there's a lot of people that you know are running for re-election and want to have the teachers to vote for them because it, they want them to look like you know they're supporting the teachers. Right, right. And then I was yeah. at a I was at a meeting last night on the hillside, and they were talking mm. about uh, MLMP and Chugach merger. Right. And uh, one of the things that's for concern, and, and I know you have people listen. I know Rebecca was on Chugach Electric, and Uve was on Chugach Electric, and Liz Vasquez right. was on it before. And they had all talked about mergers, but it's going to drop the, the cash reserves for Chugach Electric, and I'm a member, down from 29% down to 14%. Hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen the RCA approve a deal. That is, um, you know, that lower reserve because when they right. built this power plant out here for MLMP, they dropped to 30 percent. And that's why RCA didn't approve the rate increase. So, so it'll be interesting um, to see if the rate the RCA, for those that don't know, is the Regulatory yeah, Commission of Alaska. Yeah, Regulatory Commission, because they built that power plant out there on Muldoon without permission from the RCA. So the RCA did right. not approve the 30 percent rate increase. They kept right. it like at 16 or 19. So. Um, if any of those guys know, it'd be really interesting because I'm because the question that came up yesterday it was a really good question. If the voters approve this and the RCA turns it down, and they say no, 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 you can do this deal for seven hundred million dollars or five hundred million dollars, mm-hmm. are have we have we sold this with an ability of the um, assembly to reapprove the deal beyond what we voted for? And yeah, the answer was, we don't know. Yeah. Yeah, because it's unprecedented, right? Yeah, because it's 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 a, it's a, the first billion-dollar deal. It's unprecedented. Um, the, where the money goes, a uh, mayor would like to pay down bonds, so he has more to pay, you know, more money to play with. But, you know, when we sold ATU, we put all that money into a reserve account, and it generates income for the city. So a lot right. of unanswered questions. So if any, yeah. anybody no, knows I'm, more I'm, details, that'd be great. Yeah. All right, buddy. Appreciate the call. Stay Thank on top you. of right, it. Bye-bye. Take care. All right. five two two zero six five zero. We're going to take a quick break. I've got Ilona, then Willie. We're doing Free Forum Friday, the uh, Thursday edition. Uh, as I don't, I'm not going to be here tomorrow. But uh, so get your call in now. Uh, dial quickly again. Five two two zero six five zero, and we'll be right back. It is six fifty. It's uh, zero in Anchorage. It's seven in Eagle River. It's the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Robert asked, "Did UAA ever give me an honorary doctorate?" No, they've never given me anything but a, uh, uh, a cold shoulder and a silent ear. Um, but thank you for that uh, up on Facebook. 
All right, five two two zero six five zero. Ilona, Willie, and Lynn in that order. Ilona, good morning, and thanks for the call. Hey, good morning. So, a um, couple of quick reminders: the Taking Care of Your Diabetes conference is going to happen not this weekend, but the following weekend um, down at the Egan Center, and people can go online to TCOYD Taking Care of Your Diabetes. Um, to register for that, and it's open both to medical providers and also to the general public. There's kind of two tracks and a lot of really good speakers um, in there. Um, you know, there's dietary stuff. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As well as medical stuff. Um, also, the cancer conference is the same weekend at Providence, and people can sign up for the Women's GYN Cancer Conference. And again, it's open to both the public and to providers. And there's also a grief conference that's going on on the 31st of January. There's a morning session and an evening session, and they can go online um, and, and look that up. It's at Providence. So a lot of interesting things going on. I'm sure there's more things. You know, in um, February, there's we start the health fairs and stuff that go through this spring, too, so people can get their blood work at reduced cost. Um, I do want to remind providers that um, or other people, they can get online and comment on this um, PMP regulation notice. Um, so, again, this... Um, this prescription drug monitoring program was voluntary for about eight years. They only got 1,400 providers to use the system um, because most of us don't provide, you know, prescribe that many narcotics or other um, substances of abuse. Now they made it mandatory for 8,400 of us. Um, mm. I've personally found it a total waste of time and money, uh, especially my patient's time having to come back in for visits because we have to see them, document, and put them on the um, actual PMP database before we can hand them prescriptions now. Um, and now they're starting, in addition to mandating it, now they're starting to charge it, and it's just another way of increasing government um, fees and fines on physicians and stuff. I really... I'm totally opposed to this because it doesn't give me the information on, um, you know, who's an alcoholic, who's a heroin user, who's a cocaine right. user, who's using pot. I mean, stuff that has a potential for interaction with other things. And, you know, trying to keep my men with um, low testosterone off this by encouraging them to not do pot because, again, that decreases testosterone, to take DHEA right. 50 milligrams a day and vitamin D3 5,000 international units a day, and that in most cases will elevate testosterone levels in men um, because yeah. a lot of the guys here in Alaska are vitamin D deficient. Yeah. So anyway, we're, we're trying to do that, but, you know, I have grave concerns about what this database is for in the future, and I'd really like to get rid of it yeah. and put it back to a voluntary thing so the women and men on weight loss programs, the men on testosterone, and our kids on ADHD medicines aren't on a mandatory list. Yeah. It's scary stuff. Thanks for staying on top of all this, Ilona. I don't know anyone who does as good a job as you. Yeah, well, there's also, we went to the the talk last night about 
single-payer systems, and there were some interesting things that were raised at that. It was like, what is the cost uh, per person of, of Medicaid and stuff like that? And one of the things that they do is they just look at what the cost is for outlaying the care, in other words, paying for certain ICD-10 codes, like you've got a cold, a flu, stuff like that. What they don't look at is what, how much we're paying in federal dollars for the facilities and stuff like that. Right. So, you know, they can say, well, it's, you know, ten to $11,000 per Medicaid person, but what they don't say is, you know, a lot of the hospitals and clinics are federally subsidized through a different mechanism here in Alaska. So, you know, it may be anywhere from fifty to sixty thousand dollars our actual cost of um, medical care for a lot of um, communities here. So, yeah. anyway, very interesting discussion. A lot of people in favor of single payer, which again puts the government in charge. Something right. like the VA system or Medicare, which most of my patients do not like. So, yeah. Anyway, very interesting discussion, and it's going to be interesting to see what happens with this. Um, in our state because i i if we go down that road we're going to be in big trouble yeah well it's almost like we're burying ourselves in health care costs and i don't know that we can dig out the way we're going uh you can't not the way that yeah. we're going right now so yeah. anyway it's really 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 worrisome um because people just <clears throat> don't understand that once they you know because of the differential in pay like you know, $700 roughly for seeing a Medicaid patient um, at some of the federal facilities here versus we get paid $70 10 times less in private practice for seeing the same patient, you know, they don't understand the differential in pay. So what happens is it drives private practitioners that are much less expensive out of business and keeps these huge um, facilities in business. So yeah. anyway, yeah. very interesting politics and people aren't really looking at what the true costs are. Yeah, as always. Thank you for keeping up on this, Alona. Have a good day. Thank you, too. Bye. All right. Uh, we are, looks like we're we're just right at the cusp of not having enough time to take a call. And I see that I, I sensed that the end music was about to start. And here I get to tell you that the final hour of this Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition broadcast is coming up, and we've only got Willie and Lynn waiting on the phone, which means we'll go right to them after the break. But then if you're on the next line, it's you right after that. So the headline here is dial quickly at 522-0650. This is Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition, and we'll be right back. The 709, we're into the final hour now of this Free Forum Friday, the Thursday edition, and it is that because I have tomorrow off, and I will not be here. So now this becomes Free Forum Friday as the open phone, open topic thing is at the end of my work week because I don't want to miss out on it. So that's uh, kind of the deal. So um, I've got uh, Willie, Lynn, and Ken in that order as we go back to the phones. Willie, good morning. Good morning, Rick. I just want to apologize for the last time I called in to you and Mike and the uh, uh, listeners. What happened? Oh, I drank a little bit too much the night before, and uh, oh, yeah. I was kind of off there, and I couldn't remember what I was going to say or nothing. Right. It was terrible. We, it was nah, terrible. We, we got through it. It's okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Anyway, um, I appreciate that. Hammond put it, he's the one that sent the bulldozers north, right, Hammond? No, it was Hickle. Hickle, yeah, Hickle. Uh, he wrote in the Alaska 
Constitution or whatever, where the permanent fund couldn't be touched by the uh, legislatures or governor or anybody. And uh, what, what's up with that? And uh, yeah. well, you know, that was the uh, that's what we voted on in 1976 because that was the passage of the um, the permanent fund. Yeah. But and we but, voted and, several and, times, and we yeah, voted and, several times to keep the permanent fund not touchable. Yeah, it, so, it uh, is not touchable for that term, but it, it is untouchable. Um, but the, the difference is, is the vernacular we're using. When we're talking about the permanent fund, we're talking about the corpus of the account. I think what you're talking about is the dividend, which is different. Yeah, the dividend. Right. And the dividend, Most by law, by law, uh, even by statute, half of it is available for spending by the public, Um and again, it's only statutorial, and um, the, the the court came down and said, "Yeah, they can, they can, they can do that." Yeah, they're right. Yeah, you like getting that money. I get it. I get that. Well, uh, it helps pay the property taxes. Mom and I have a hard time paying property taxes every year. Right, right. No, I get it. It helps. Everybody likes getting money you didn't earn. I, I mean, I we've we've lived on the river since. Uh, They've lived here since 52, and I've lived here 60 years right here in the same spot yep. next door to Mom. So uh, I don't know. Uh, and we bought the property for $200. Right. Acre for $200 when Dad first got here. So he yeah. didn't homestead. I don't know what was up with that. He just didn't want to homestead, I guess. But uh, yeah. anyway, well, I'll well, keep it. Yeah, we'll, we'll, yeah we'll, keep, we'll keep you informed of what's going on, okay? Yeah, I know. I'll listen. All right, buddy. Appreciate it. Thanks for calling. Good to hear from you, Willie. Take care. And I, uh, uh, that's, I'm sorry right. about that. No, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll we'll take care of it. This is this is what I was talking about, and and when I'm talking about that, we have to really watch the wording we use, and I think sometimes even what we hear because we we interchange the dividend with the permanent fund, and it's a separate thing. And for those who haven't been here that long, it's not the permanent dividend fund, meaning it's going to permanently give out a dividend. In 1976, we passed a law that created the permanent fund. It wasn't until 1980 that the dividend happened, which wasn't linked to the forming of the permanent fund. The earnings reserve of the permanent fund is a third thing that we have to delineate the difference between the two. Because when people say, well, I thought you couldn't touch the permanent fund, and now they took half my dividend. It's like, well, okay, they didn't touch the permanent fund. It's still intact. And, yes, they took half of your dividend, which is not the permanent fund. It's a dividend from the permanent fund. And, again, we're not the only state with a permanent fund. Uh, it's it, 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 when we interchange the the terms, it gets very convoluted. Lynn, I know you follow it all close enough to know what I just said, though, but thank you. No, and keep saying it because you're right. People do not understand the difference between the earnings reserve and the corpus, the, which means just Latin for body principle yep. in banking terms. Yeah, they don't know the difference. But let me ask you something that came up to mind when we had this last earthquake. If, yeah. if that thing would have been about 184 miles north of where it was, it would oh, have been right God. underneath Cook Inlet. Right. And let's talk about the permanent fund and how that could impact on any disaster relief we might get in the future 
you know, we almost have an embarrassment of riches. Yeah. Because we don't have but three people in the Congress, you know, one sen- one representative and two senators. Yeah. And how are we going to be looked on if we had another big one like 64, which that one could have been had it been in the right place. Yeah, I if, think it could have been. Or just about. Um, anyway, how are we going to be looked on when people when they turn to us and say, wait a minute, you want all kinds of federal disaster relief. You've got $60 billion in the bank, and you're still handing out checks to everybody. Yeah. And that's a political yeah. reality. It is, and something that we'll have to face if that happens. That's exactly right. So I don't know if any of these states that have permanent funds, I'm not sure, I'm not sure who, who they all are, Louisiana, yeah. I think, has one. I'm not sure, but Texas has one. Now, how much did Texas have to pay out of its permanent fund for a hurricane disaster relief, or did it, or did the Texas state they, legislature uh, yeah. have to pick up no, the ball on that? No, they didn't, because they took their permanent fund, and their the 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 permanent fund they have in Texas is is designated for education. Okay, but you see, so that is different, and it's just a point that I thought about. Here, you yeah. know, it, that's so much different than the last big one we had. We didn't, we didn't have anything. No, no, we had a bunch of poor people <laughs> yeah. we had here, and maybe it was right. better. I don't know. Well, and here, speaking along that line of thinking about something, so I'm thinking about, you know, because I, you know, there's this push, even by some conservatives, to try and constitutionalize the dividend. Right. And and so I'm sitting there going through this last night, and I'm starting to think, wait a minute. Um, is that not dedicating funds? Well, sure it is, and 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 it would. The thing I and I've read both of the Senate resolutions about right. the Constitution, but I can't see how either one of them dodges the problem of having it to come from an appropriation. Yeah, I can't either. And the, so the two things that I think are the biggest uh, unanswered questions are: one, will it will it hold up to constitutional muster? Because I think as a dedicated fund, it won't, because you are dedicating funds to a dividend and the second thing is does it change how the irs views the permanent fund itself because it's no longer set aside for government spending right is it going to be turning into what general motors does which is make a lot of money and hand some of it out in dividends but all that money general motors makes is taxable as corporate income yes and does that turn that thing into a tax well that's exactly right so i think we're a long way from that from that happening but yeah, it's political, you know, it's populism. And, yeah, it is. And people will ride this now for as much as they can. But the question to ask them is what you've been asking. Give mm. me the wording. Tell me how you're going to do this, how you're going to word yeah. this so that it doesn't wind up subject to a governor's line item veto or a reduction in appropriation by the legislation, legislature. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right. Hey, good talking to you, buddy. Have All a good right, weekend. Take care. Take care. See ya. All right. It's 5220650. I've got Ken and Andy on the phone, and then a line or two open at 5220650. We'll be back. It is 721. We're back. Zero in Anchorage, seven in Eagle River. Open phones, open topics, free forum Friday, the Thursday edition, as yours truly will be off tomorrow. But I want to uh, uh, urge you to, while I have this time, to. Um, Grab your tickets for the Alaska Outdoor Council Banquet, which is February 10th um, down at the Egan Center. And I, I'm the uh, master of ceremonies for the evening. Um, and, and this is a group uh, that, uh, like I said, formed in territorial days. Um, it's been for, you know, 50 years now, the, the leader in protecting hunting, fishing, trapping, and access 
Uh, later, we'll talk about Safari Club International, which I get to MC that one this year again, too. Uh, and, and, and that'll be later in February. But the first one is the Alaska Outdoor Council. Just do a Google search, Alaska Outdoor Council. Uh, find them on Facebook. Uh, get your tickets because it's going to sell out like it did last year. And you don't want to miss out on it as uh, those giant antlers from uh, Israel Payton's moose last year that were all over Facebook and, and in the, uh, the paper and all over TV. They're going to be displayed. These will probably be the biggest set you may ever see in your life. I mean, uh, estimates are now going. It may go number four, Boone and Crockett. Um, and and I'm, hearing, um, I'm hearing the thickest antlers you've ever seen. And so... Uh, they'll be on display. Come on down, meet some great people. If you're trying to get in into the outdoor network, this is the place to network. These are the people. Um, you're going to get a lot of information and, and just a great organization. Uh, so Alaska Outdoor Council, that's coming up here in a couple weeks. All right, uh, Andy, let's see, Ken, Andy, and Todd, in that order we go to the uh, telephones. Ken, good morning, sir. Hey, guy. Uh I lived through all the utility nightmares down in the lower 48, and I'm watching what they're trying to do with Chugach and MLB. Right. You've watched the little shell game where they slide the cups around, but the ball disappeared on you. Well, you got to think of this combined group of people here in Anchorage and the Chugach territories. What they're telling you they're going to do is they're going to pull a billion dollars out of the electric infrastructure budget because that's coming from Chugach to pay for MLB. Well, now they're going to combine those people are using the power, but a billion dollars goes to the general fund to pay for red nose rent in and all this other crazy stuff. Anchorage is going to pick up all this cash. But the people that are now going to be under the combined utility, they just lost the money. And they're trying yes. to get told a whole different story that they're going to make out. So it's a really odd thing that they're trying to do here. It is really a theft of money from the electric uh, infrastructure. Yeah. Well, well, and and the problem is, is they're taking what what is basically a good idea, which is the city getting out of the electricity business and putting it into private private sector or private hands into a a cooperative. But it's the details we have to look at of it. Yeah, I would believe the whole scenario if they combined them and kept the money for in the in the in the utility the combined utility. But what they're saying they're they're going to quote unquote sell it and pull that billion dollars out and give it to general fund for anchorage so right. basically the electric utility infrastructure is going to give money to the anchorage municipal and the, the rate payers are being told well the rates won't go up well they won't go up now but their combined utility lost a billion dollars yeah and well that, and, and yeah well and and it depends on where that money goes too because you know we years ago sold ATU and I don't know if you were here when that happened but the Anchorage yeah, telephone you told me about, us about it before. right and that's and that's uh, some seed money that was put aside which is kind of like a permanent fund for the city and it's almost you know if the money all went there and it started earning and and offset property taxes might be a good idea but we need to see the details. Yeah, the details of that, but you know, right now with someone like Berkowitz and that I would not hold out for something intelligent like that. <laughs> you and me both. That's what I'm saying. Let's keep an eye on this one. Uh, but uh, anyway, well, thanks for the perspective from having watched this happen before. Okay, bye. All right, take care. 
Uh, all right, got to take a quick break. It's 522 I've got Andy and Todd on the phone when the rest of our lines are open. 727, we'll be right back. It is 734. We're back. It's open phones, open topics, free forum Friday, the Thursday edition. It's 522 We've got Andy, Todd, and Ross in that order as we go back to the phones. Andy, happy weekend and good morning. Yeah, it's really interesting uh, hearing people call in. and With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'm filling me in. I had no idea that MLMP built that plant uh, without any kind of regulatory, uh, uh, you know, approval. And uh, since they did not get any kind of pre-approval, they, they're not allowed to increase their rates. And so I'm thinking what, uh, what they're trying to do is probably desperately trying to get this thing sold to Chugiatch because in reality, if that doesn't, uh, if that doesn't fly, the Chugiatch uh, uh, joint venture or whatever, uh, the taxpayer is going to have to pick up this bill, aren't, aren't they not? Okay. First of all, I've got, I've got to stop because this is one of my pet peeves I have. I want, listen closely. Chugach. Say okay, that. sorry. No, no, it's Chugach. 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 Okay. okay. Now, there's a village just north of Anchorage called Chugiak. Yep, yep. Three syllables. Okay. Yes, so, I understand, including us. Yes, sir. It's been like 30 years. This has been bugging the hell out of me. But, um, but Chugach. Okay. Motto. okay. In right. reality, the, the, how in the world did MLMP, because I could not figure out why in the world they built that plant out there on the highway, uh, because it didn't make sense because they were already uh, over over production on the grid, right. especially with the new plant that uh, was put in by Chugach uh, over there. Uh, oh, good you know, job. I was yeah. wondering how how in the world is this going to work, Rick? Because if this doesn't fly, then what you had was a governmental entity or sub entity building a power plant and not being approved by another governmental uh, entity. Uh, right. It's just it's, it's just strange. And, yeah, uh, and it's it's, it's, pol- it's politics. It's politics getting involved where it shouldn't be. And why and in the was... world? Why in the world they do that? I mean, they were talking about, were bragging about their efficiencies and all this. They're talking about heating water up, uh, you know, um, drinking water, basically potable water coming in, uh, heating that up to get their efficiency up. But I mean, if the heat exchanger breaks, then you're going to have right. you know all that into your drinking water. I just don't. I just don't get it. So now we're stuck, basically, yeah. with all these plants overproduction. And uh, now the answer is for that to be absorbed into, you know, by by Chugach. And, uh, again, I just don't see how in the world you cannot get an increase in your rates and or some sort of increase in your taxes to pay for this debacle. I mean, what do you yeah, say? You're, yeah, you're going to have to pay it. Uh, and it will be Chugach ratepayers that end up paying for the debacle. Um, and but But my concern is... What is Ethan giving up in the negotiations to get rid of this debacle? 
Well, Ethan wants to get it off his plate because he yeah. doesn't want to see an increase in, in the taxes to pay for the uh, lack of increase in uh, that went to the consumer. Basically, the consumer right. was going to pay that delta, and now uh, that that was denied, then it's going to have to come back onto the taxpayer, and so the yeah. taxpayer is going to have to cover that bill, are they not? Yes, and probably at a reduced rate of a sale that they could have sell, sold uh, MLMP for, uh, prior to it, and so to me, it it you know it could it could smell of money laundering. Only it's uh, it's debt laundering, if you will. Yeah, Ethan. Yeah, Ethan doesn't want this on his plate. So he's because I was kind of surprised why in the world he want to privatize this because normally they don't want to. But until I realized right. that they didn't get their uh, rate increase, which was going to I think going to be a what thirty percent or something huge on those uh, people. Big one, right? Yeah, so, big so one. now that that's not going to go, then then the then the Anchorage taxpayer is going to have to foot that bill. That's uh, that's egregious. So anyway, so that's all. Yeah, I saw. I yeah, was and and and, said that, so. and so the way the Anchorage taxpayers pay that is we pay that in a reduced sale price to Chugach. So Chugach takes takes MLMP at less than it's actually worth because they have to take the debt and their ratepayers have to pay it, which is you and I again too, by the way. Well, again, it, it, I think it goes to the, you know the fact that they need to have some sort of electrical plan and some sort of common grid and, and get that finally finalized because these fiefdoms are are definitely uh, turning yeah. into uh, a problem. So, okay, yeah, they ahead. are. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, no, good, uh, good uh, conversation today. All right, um, uh, let's see. It's seven thirty-nine, and we've got Todd and Ross waiting on the phone. <coughs> let's go to uh, Todd on. Line three. By the way, a professional broadcaster would never cough on the radio like that. Todd, good morning, yeah, sir. And don't you have a cough button there, Rick? Yeah, no. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, um, you know, uh, happy uh, happy Friday on Thursday, first of all. Yeah, back at you. Yeah. Um, you know, as, uh, as people have probably heard, the governor has kicked off list for the District 40 uh, House seat uh, appointment. Yeah. Um, that's uh, that that's maybe fortunate uh, in the case of the District 40 applicants, but I am certainly hoping that the governor honors the uh, the uh, Republicans in District 9 and 10 to uh, pick someone on the list um, yeah. for uh, for Senator Dunleavy's seat. Yeah, because he could he could there and there is one of the original muskrats still out of work up there. He could end up doing that. Uh, yes, sir. But uh, I don't know if you've seen the the uh, picture that is circulated of the original vote that was taken during the meeting. Uh, but, no, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I, but uh, th- there were several candidates who got thirty votes, and that original muskrat got two. So, uh, right. <laughs> right. So dis- dis- District Nine and District Ten uh, are would not be real excited about that pick. Um, no. So, uh, well, and the other thing, the other thing is, you know, with this, uh, this, um, um, uh, this pick from uh, District 40, as uh, the Democrats still have to approve that. So, I mean, the Republicans would still have to approve whoever he does pick, too. Yes, that's that, that's definitely true, and and it sounds like there were some issues with some of the District 40 candidates that uh, do not exist with uh, with the Senate uh, seat E candidates. So. Yeah, um, and, and it actually that that whole story broke on a pretty new blog called the Alaska Landmine. If yeah, anybody wants Jeff, to go Jeff read Landfield's, it, yeah, uh, blog, which yeah. is in it, which is very entertaining if you like uh, if you like politics and you know it's a nice little combination of kind of tabloid uh, politics. So 
Um, yeah, well, the, kind of some 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 hard hitting stories and some humor too. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I I I, uh, I, I enjoy I enjoy reading it. Um, cool. So my, my original uh, purpose for calling though was, you know, I, I totally I, I'm still kind of trying to figure out this constitutionalization of the permanent fund dividend. Um, <laughs> I, I I understand. Uh, the arguments on both sides, and, and mm-hmm. I I understand that we want to make sure that if that were constitutionalized, that it actually passed constitutional muster, and and based on the ruling of the Supreme Court, that the dividend could be an appropriation. I don't I'm not sure that 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 is possible, but we'll see what what they craft. And also, right. we do want to protect it from being taxed by the federal government. That's yeah. I mean, that's a, yeah. a no brainer. Well, yeah, and and I think that you know it's easy to get on board because it sounds great, but I think the the um, the constitutional rule against dedicating funds we're we're right there with that, and so that that worries me, and, I, and I'm not supportive of it. I'm not supportive of constitutionalizing it because what you're doing is mandating government spending, and I don't like that just ideologically. Um, you're, you're mandating government spending on not one of the four essential functions of government just to give money away, and and it's one half of of the base of Marxism. It's half of that. Um, right. So, but be but beyond that, the second thing is no one's asking what it will do to the IRS ruling of the earnings of the fund. Right, and those are I mean, and, and those are excellent points, and it's something that that needs to be uh, you know ferreted out, but. Um, I am equally concerned with people who who call themselves conservatives who would rather see more of that money that is generated from the permanent fund, a different different entity from the dividend, um, yep. and and have more of that money that's generated go to government spending, where which is you know economists almost universally agree that. Money spent in the private sector is, has a much more powerful effect on the on the overall economy than than in the government government sector. So, w- when we have um, conservatives, and I'm, I don't want to necessarily put that in air quotes, but um, when we have conservatives who would rather see the government spend those earnings than have it be put into the private sector, in my opinion, that is equally a concern. Yeah, I and agree. And per- perhaps hey. a greater concern because. The constitutionality issues and those other issues we can get an answer to, yeah. but but the other is a philosophy. Yes. Does that yeah, make sense? Is. Yeah, no, it does. And 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 for me, it's um, you know, and I'm kind of right, at this point, at this juncture, I'm right with you, because and the easiest way I can put it is that the dividend is a cool thing, and we should we should make sure it happens as absolutely long as we can. Not being taxed on your income, that's a really cool thing, and we should make sure that never happens. And, right, and, and, it's and not, so, that's, it's, so that's why you're not in favor of constitutionalizing the dividend, uh, but you are also not in favor of uh, the POM. Uh, you know, I'm not, a, I'm not opposed to the POMV eventually. I just don't think it's now. Because more of that, more of those earnings will be spent on government programs that, yep, and yep. less will first, go to the private sector. Reduce the government spending first. 
Agreed. Reduce, and, and, that's, yeah. and that's really where we that's really where we need to focus is to yeah. to get our government spending uh, to a sustainable level that is appropriate based on our population and 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 the services that we want, you know, the essential government services that we want. I don't know that I could have put it any better right there. That's it well, in a nutshell. <laughs> anyway, that's happy it, Friday. buddy. Happy Friday. Thank you. Take care. Happy uh, on a Thursday. It's nice to say on a Thursday, isn't it? Um, all right. Let's see. Uh, let me go to, we've got about two and a half minutes here. Ross on line one. Good morning, sir. We'll do it in one, Rick. Okay. Real quick. Um, last night at the, uh, the event that Alone was talking about, I put in six different questions on one subject matter competition. Are you folks going to create competition? Not one of them was presented for discussion. Really? <laughs> yeah. How come? You think uh, you're blackballed? It, no, no. I think it's uh, the healthcare authority has nothing to do with competition. It has everything to do with no, competition. No, they don't. And then locking up the money for a few and uh, to maintain the, the orbit they currently have of high, high spending, high compensation, and putting the private sector out of business, like small groups, like alone is a good example. Mm-hmm. And, but anyway, uh, at our district meeting, and no, I'm not declared or anything like that, we had our representative, Jennifer Johnston, last week. I asked her a question, why did you vote against the PFD? Mm-hmm. Are you sitting down, Rick? Her response was, I don't believe in the PFD. Well, there's honesty for you, I guess, huh? I fell out of my chair, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'll let you go. I just wanted to give this. No, no, hang on, hang on. So I just, I, I had a thought while you were talking about competition, and I wanted to throw it out here. Um, so, uh, and you have expertise in 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 the medical field, yeah. Um, and so, and what you're talking about is the reason our costs are so high, the reason our state's going broke with all this, is because they lack competition. And that's really our biggest spending item in the state is health care, right? Right. Uh, MRI, you- Providence, 3800 MRI, Florida Hospital, Orlando, $525. You can fly right. somebody down there, still save $1,000, one night in a hotel, good meal. Right. But- so all right. there's all and, and, and and that so so competition is the lack of competition is what's making the biggest expenditure in our state budget bigger. Yeah. And and it just dawned on me as you were saying that the one thing that we lack that keeps our education spending high is competition. Yes. If we had a single entity, even on a state level that coordinated all of this or in the private sector and made them compete for that MRI for that patient that needed it that day or two two days later. Right. They right. wouldn't know what the other person is doing, and the other, com- other hospital, other they MRI. They start bidding. Center. And it's an uneasiness of competition. Yep, and, and, that's, and that's what drives our education is it's a monopoly. So yeah. both are monopolies without competition, and they're the two biggest parts of I mean, if you took both of those things out of our budget, we are filthy rich and have no budget deficit there at all. Go. All right, thanks for the call, buddy. Okay, Rick, take care. Be See you. All right, it's five two two zero six five zero. We've got Paul on the phone. No, we lost Paul. So uh, and everybody else who was on the line all of a sudden abandoned us. So here's what that means to you: all of the lines are magically open right at the end of the program. So if you call right now, you'll get a line. You won't get a busy signal. And right after these commercials, you'll get right on the air. People will be envious of you because they waited for like 45 minutes to get on the air. You'll have to wait like three. But dial quickly 
because it's going to happen. Five two two zero six five zero. Call right now. We'll be back. It is seven fifty two. We're into the final death throes of the broadcasts. Five two two zero six five zero. I've got Stan and Ed on the phone, and then a line or two open. So five two two zero six five zero. Stan, good morning, sir, and thank you for the call. Hey, Rick. Uh, yeah, I'd like to apologize for the actions of my representatives, Jennifer Johnston and Kathy Giesel, both voting to steal our PFDs. So. Yeah, 52 of, them, 52 of them did that last year. Yep, yep, yep. No, uh, I, 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 you know, I mean, if Jennifer's, you know, against the PFD, if she doesn't believe in it, um, uh, I, I'm, I'm against her and I'm against uh, the thought of giving this to the government to allow them to do what they're doing, which is spend recklessly, not have competition, um, health care and education are you know, more than 50% of our budget, it's what, 60 to 670% of our budget for the state of Alaska. Those two, those, those two things I just mentioned, that's what you're talking about. That's how big they are. Yes. No, it, it is massive. And everything else is just smoke and mirrors to try and distract you to talk about, you know, the pennies and the nickels comparatively to the dollars that they're, that they're stepping over trying to not save from. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, uh, those are, yeah. For those that don't know, um, our our healthcare costs are the largest part of our budget. Our education is the second largest part of the budget. Two biggest line items. Yeah, and lastly, uh, you know, competition-wise, we need more competition with um, this gas line because you can look at this MLNP where um, they made a serious mistake building this extra plant. It's going to end up costing the Anchorage taxpayers because even if we sell it, I'm assuming most of the proceeds will be going to pay off the debt and that the, the MLNP will have. And right. for the uh, gas line, um, we're getting a terrible deal here with the governor. Um, he's sold out to China. He's committed to selling to them. Um, he's he, there's tons of you know articles about you know China wanting to invest in Alaska, and it's because they can see that they are going to get the sweetheart part of the deal, and we are not. And we have to not sell this gas. What they're talking about, the governor needs to come out and be straight, saying, "Hey, I want to sell your gas for a dollar an MCF off the North Slope. Terrible price for us. You know, he calls it eight dollars, yeah. but he just uses vernacular to, to trick people. But selling our, do- our gas for a dollar in MCF is outrageous, and China's demand for gas just keeps going up. The spot market price for LNG keeps going up, so we need to do have something done better to give us a better project, and we need to shut him down from. Um, well, and here I don't know if you is. saw I, I don't know if you saw the article today about the um, the shipping of it, but this is almost uh, almost hilarious. Because if you put it in um, tankers and shipped it off the North Slope in ice-breaking tra- tankers, you could sell it for $3 an, an MCF, right? And so then I ask you, for the amount of money to be put in the permanent fund, knowing that part of the royalty, would you rather have the royalty of a dollar an MCF, or would you rather have the, do- the royalty for $3 per MCF? Absolutely. You're right on there, Rick. And if you look at yeah. the the Yamal LNG project that Russia just completed, they yep. built 15 ice-breaking tankers for their project. And um, that, that was a you know $27 billion project, very comparable to ours. And they were actually going to – they were actually shipping a tanker of that to Boston. It was en route to Boston when they were having some uh, issues with uh, gas redistribution on the East Coast. And yep. uh, they turned the ship around because, you know, just the, the – the, 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 the spotlight got on them, and they didn't want to have Russian gas being sold on the East Coast. But oh, right. they've got 15 ice-breaking LNG tankers just built for that project. Yeah, no, absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Appreciate it. And, and as the end music plays, here's the irony of it, all right? 
Keith Meyer, president of the AGDC, who's pushing this Chinese pipeline, he says about shipping it off the North Slope for three times the price, it's not economically practical. (laughs) Boy, there's the pot calling the kettle black. All right, we've run out of time for those on hold. Sorry we didn't get to you, but, again, we just keep running out of time. So you do have Rush coming up next. It's live, and then live Hannity. There's a little bit recorded me later, and then live Percaro at 3. We're back on Monday at uh, 545. It's been the Rick Rydell Radio Program. Thanks for listening. Thanks for calling. Thanks for watching. I apologize for the actions of my representative, Jason Gren. Have a good night. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.